Are you ready to hear a story? I've been told by a good friend of mine, Jeremiah, that I don't wait long enough for him to get ready. Are you ready now, Jeremiah? Good. I've asked a couple of my friends, Amy, Chanel and Jess, to help me out on this story. Hi, Amy. Hi, Rob. Hi, Chanel. Hi, Rob. Hi, Jess. Hi, Rob. So listen out and see if you could spot them in this story. Dazzling Dinosaurs by Maureen Sudlow It wasn't my fault that all those things got loose. Hoani, Zach and me had time off school. Teacher only day. We'd been down to the river, but nothing was happening there. Then it started raining, so we decided to go to the library. It was pretty boring, though. All the computers were being used by other bored kids. So we hung around the shelves for a while, till Zack got smart and started chasing Hoani around the aisles. I saw the librarian watching us. She pointed to a sign that said, Don't run in the library. Hey guys, how about going to my place? Too late. A pile of books stacked neatly on a table crashed to the floor. Someone must have been reading loads of books about dinosaurs, because the next thing we knew, there was a heap of these weird little things all over the place. We were all ducking and diving as they flew past our ears. At first, I thought they were beetles. But when I grabbed one, I could see they were dinosaurs. Just teensy and fast. Everyone was screaming and pulling dinosaurs out of their hair and all the little kids were diving under the tables to get away from the things. But I thought they were pretty cool. They were wild colours. Reminded me of the sparklers we let off at Guy Fawkes. I looked up, and the librarian was standing there looking real mad, with her green hair even spikier than usual. I heard Mum telling Dad that librarians shouldn't have green hair and nose rings, but us kids like it. I swear I saw smoke coming out of her ears. Scary. Zack was looking down at his feet, with his face going red. Um, sorry. She started picking up the books. Well, you'll just have to put them all back. We looked around for something to catch the dinosaurs with. There were a couple of butterfly nets in a big display down the end of the room, so I thought they'd be a start. And once they got over their fright... We roped in some of the little kids to help. A couple of them had lunchboxes, so we used them to put the dinosaurs in as we caught them. These handles aren't long enough. Hoani was stretching his net upwards, trying to reach some small flying lizards high on the shelf. I didn't know too much about them, but they looked like the pterodactyls I'd seen in some pictures. Use the ladder! Youch! A kid screamed and came out from under a table, sucking his finger. That thing bit me! I wasn't surprised when I looked. It was a miniature T-Rex, looking totally smug and licking his lips. Do dinosaurs even have lips? A minute later, there was a crash as Hoani fell off his ladder and said some words that I'm not going to tell you about here. It wasn't long before the library closed, and there was only us and the librarian left. By now, we had quite a few dinosaurs cornered. 
Zack had the bright idea of making a trap with a box balanced on a ruler over a pile of sultanas. It worked too. We waited until quite a few of them were tucking in and dropped the box neatly over them. The plant eaters were the easiest to catch. I pointed out a brontosaurus to Zack and he told me to stop showing off. The librarian already had most of the books tidied up except for the one where the dinosaurs had been. It was called an Encyclopedia of Reptiles and was open at a couple of pages that were blank except for some names. That was going to be the next problem. How did we get them back into the book? Hoani was all for using a tube of really strong glue that he'd been carting around for weeks, but I was scared it might be a bit too strong and rip the skin off them. The other thing was that we'd have to put every dinosaur back in the right place. Some of them would be easy, like T-Rex. But how do you tell the difference between a Velociraptor and a Protoceratops? Zack said that one of them was carnivorous, so we need to look at their teeth. Some chance. Every time we tried, some would got bitten. We put some of them back on the page for a better look. How about that? said Zack in an awed voice. One by one, as we dropped them on the pages, they found a place with their name on it and just slotted in. Something like a jigsaw puzzle going back together again. And in the end, there was only one gap left. We hunted everywhere for that last dinosaur. And then I saw something wriggling in Hoane's pocket. What's that? What? In your pocket. Uh, it's just my pocket knife, man. Pocket knives... Don't wriggle. Oh, come on, man. It's so cute. Hoani reluctantly dragged the last little T-Rex from his pocket. Put it back, said the librarian. Jeez, you guys are mean. Hoani put the last dinosaur back on the book. Right, boys. Time to go. We're closing now. How weird was that? Zack said when we were out on the footpath. They were kind of neat, though. Pity we couldn't keep one. Well, maybe, said Hwani. We turn on him. What? You never know. He held out his hand. Sitting in his palm was a perfect little dinosaur egg. Wow, isn't that amazing? Tiny little dinosaurs. Do you wish you could have a tiny little dinosaur? Perhaps you could draw me a picture of the tiny little dinosaurs coming out of the book and post it on the Facebook page at bedtime.fm slash Facebook. These brilliant people have been leaving some wonderful reviews over on iTunes. This one from Amy and Asher in New Zealand says... My three-and-a-half-year-old son Asher and I love listening to your podcast. They have become a part of Asher's bedtime routine, and he won't go to sleep without one. Thanks for the great stories. Thank you for a wonderful review, Asher and Amy. This next one comes from PhotoDude4321 from the United States of America. My daughter loves your stories, and I get a couple of minutes reprieve as well. We are both happy. And this one from Lilandra W from Australia says, Awesome. OMG, I love these stories. I've been listening to these all day long. It's awesome. I hope you make more. 
and this one by Carabao Mores from the United States of America says, I love your stories. I am 14 years old and a freshman and still enjoy your stories and fall asleep to them every night. My favourite story is the giant who cried waterfalls. P.S. I love your soothing voice. Well, thank you very much. This one by Green Green Bugs of New Zealand says, My kids, eight and six, love these stories. I love that there's a variety of short and long stories, so we can fill whatever time gap we have with a story. There's also an excellent variety of stories too. Please keep them coming. And this one, also from the United States, says, Leora and her dad recommends story time. Me and my dad love listening to these stories any time of day, but especially at bedtime. My favourites are The Glass Snowman, Watch Out for the Bears, and most of all, the Ginger Woods stories. I love the voices of both narrators and are wonderful to listen to when you're trying to sleep. Oh, I almost forgot. I also really love Snail Goes for a Ride. But what happens to the trees in the Magic Pipe story? I always tell my dad he needs to donate money to keep this podcast going, and I would even give him money from my piggy bank. Thank you again for all the wonderful work you do on this podcast. And Leora's dad did exactly that. By heading to bedtime.fm slash support and donating $5. Thank you very much.